Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back. Yet another week, another podcast. We are deeper into the rut. This is episode 219. This is your boy, East Coast Trev, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Mr. Madman Mardik. Yo. What up, buddy? What is up? I mean, I thought the other guys were going to jump on, but you know what? I'll just call them out. A bunch of piasses. <clears throat> I almost didn't jump on. No? <laughs> I'm wore out, bro. Yeah. I'm like, a old, I'm like a rutted out buck right now. Yeah, I guess. Well. Yeah. Putting in them all day sits. It's that time of year, bro. I mean, what do you mean? Yeah. I was thinking about that on stand today. You know, uh, this is the time of year when, you know, bucks have one thing on mind. And right. they don't they don't sleep. They don't eat. They mm-hmm. don't do anything. And you, they only have one thing on their mind. That's all they think about, right? And then I thought, we aren't really much different, right? Like, no. I, we don't eat. We don't sleep. We have one thing on our mind this time of year, and we're kind of equal when it comes to that, you know? It's so true, and it's funny. It's like you constantly are just, like, you know, laying in bed, and you're just thinking, well, you know, like, is that buck going to come through, you know? Or you you wake up – every morning I wake up just to look at my notifications to see which trail camera went off. Like, mm-hmm. And I don't have very many trail cameras out, but now that I have two bucks that are acquired, like, constantly looking at that camera, like, is he still alive? Is he? Did he make it the night? Like, oh man, did he do it from yesterday? What's going on? Did he leave? You know, it's like it's one of those things. Like, I know there's. It's just, I don't know. We might as well just dive right into it. Uh, we'll get through the sponsors well, well, and stuff because there's a lot of stuff that. that's like, what? Not even to mention like trying to hold a normal conversation with somebody that's oh. the conversation isn't related to hunting because you're just in a trance. It's just like. You're there, but you're not there. Like, I'm listening, but my mind is on other things right now, you know? The craziest thing is, like, so right now I'm working three days a week um, in the slaughterhouse just in the off-season and having these two days. So this is my first week of working there. And, like, dude, I'm dying. Like, I'm like, dude, I cannot be here. It is the teens of November, and I'm stuck here working. And then they ask if I can work on Friday. And, like, I had absolute plans to working. Um but then, I mean, I'll go into like, you know, I'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll put all the laundry out there. It's like my truck broke. So now I'm like, oh shit, I don't know if I'm going to even be able to go hunting because my truck's at the dealership getting worked on. Like, it's just, it's just a nightmare, dude. And I'm just dying. And I'm like, it's the teens of November and not even that, but like, as, and we'll talk about this throughout the podcast, cause this is the rut report of, of New England. So like there's, we've had a ton of really good sits. And, you know, like, I shot at a really good buck and missed. 
and then seen him again and i'll go into those stories and then i did have a mercy kill that was kind of cool and fun <laughs> we didn't talk about that yet uh-uh. that's a good one so we'll recap on those but let's get with it first um we are sponsored and title sponsored by huntworth huntworth gear guys now is the time to get your heat boost um heat boost is definitely the thing to have in the tree um it's getting to those cold teens um Mm. or 20s at night and you know 40s and 50s during the day heat boost is the thing to have um i'll let you guys in on a little bit of secret there may or may not be a flash sale i'm not sure if i'm allowed to talk about that but i'll just let it go there is going to be a flash sale that's supposed to come out i'm not gonna lie maybe today but um guys just pay attention for that if you guys want to save something on that cold weather gear now's the time to get it and i promise you that having that i mean that is the it's the optimal thing i mean Mm. You know, we had we had you know like Justin, uh, for example. I'll, I'll throw him out there. Justin always thought about how he was going to be kind of cold uh, throughout this you know this fall season. With you know, he's used to having big jumpsuits and this, that, and the other thing. And to be honest with you, once he got into that heat boost and he started to realize what that stuff actually was, and I think is when you first start to put that stuff on, you're like, oh man, it's super thin. I'm going to need something more. Well, until you actually start to use it then you start to realize that like you don't need anything more like that heat boost will will get you yeah. man and it'll get you through it and we talk about getting heat boosted and stuff and like you don't want to walk around with it i think that that's yeah. one of the things because i i actually busted mine out yesterday i didn't i didn't plan on it because i think the high was like 45 which is a little warm for right. heat boost right mm-hmm. but the wind the wind is what was scaring me right, right. like i was i was planning on all day sit so that's that's 12 hours in the tree, 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Right. And it was calling for like 20, 25 mile an hour gusts. And I'm like, I am not underdressing on this day. And I'm glad I wore it. Yeah. And it's and it's definitely one of those things that like, you know, now that they've come out with the new the new heat boost hoodie and the heat boost vest, it's just something good to throw inside the pack just to like it'll heat you up. And the way that that stuff is designed is to use your own body heat to then radiate back and heat you up. So like it kind of captivates with that that so no, no batteries no it's not electric. no it's not electric it uses natural you know natural heat from your body to heat you up so go and get on over that heat boost uh check out your heat boost at uh huntworthgear.com guys um and uh make sure to check that stuff out latitude outdoors latitudeoutdoors.com make sure you use promo code outdoor drive for that one save yourself a couple of bucks um for you guys want to get in the saddle and then i would definitely go on the limb and definitely say that um the rope um the rope promo code is still working um, so you guys can go and use that. That is, uh, what was that one? Rope upgrade. Rope upgrade. Uh, I just want to make sure you're paying attention over there. Rope upgrade for that Boys. one, guys. Save yourself a little bit of that at the Latitude Gear. Um, and the the Rebels back in stock, the X-Wings back in stock. Um, there's a ton of stuff finally back in stock. I know it's the, the teens of November, but it is there. So if you guys need to get something. And, and I... A reminder: They're shipping quick now, so yeah. if you if there's something you need and you uh, if you order it before 2 p.m. on a weekday, it'll ship mm-hmm. the same day. You're looking at don't don't you know don't get mad at me if it doesn't come this fast, but you're probably looking at like three to four days and you're getting it, which is not bad at all when you're uh, ordering direct from no from them, you know. Um, Norris to game calls, Norris to game calls.com. Um, I did talk to Mark the other day. There's only a couple ground tubes left, so if you guys do need them. Um, make sure to shout out to Mark over there at Nor'easter and get him, uh, get one from him. He's also saying that he might be making another batch. 
so of something a little bit cooler too. So keep your eyes on that. Get on over there, NorEasterGameCalls.com. Check them out on all social media platforms. Last but not least, Bowhunters, Bowhunters United. Um, guys, go and get on there. They are the advocates for Bowhunters. Um, it's a free um, thing now, so you guys just, as we talk about every single week, go on over there, BowhuntersUnited.com, and sign up and just get kind of be part of that. You get some cool free stuff, get in for giveaways, so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, guys, don't always forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification button on all podcast platforms, also YouTube. Um, we got a bunch of videos. Guys are killing and knocking shit down, so we'll start doing some videos and stuff over there on YouTube. Um, I know it's a slow going thing for us. We're, we're <laughs> the podcast is the baby, but you know we just try to focus on a lot of this other stuff and do all this stuff. But now it's the dog days of of you know of the hunting season, so that's our focal point and that's what we got going on. You know, our all of our spare time is there, um, and you know I'll lead I'll lead right into it. This podcast is just me and Steve <laughs> because it is those yes. dog days. <laughs> can actually before you say that, can we just officially um say that I'm the guest today? No. Because all of our guests are killing shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chris just killed the slammer. Yep, Chris uh, did. Nikai, Congratulations. Everybody that's been a guest recently has killed very you know in the last couple of weeks so i'm calling it right now i am the guest on tonight's show because i want that luck to rub off no on me. i'm the guest I'm, i'll no, argue with you you gotta I'm work you gotta work don't worry no about i'll be there vacation. saturday and i'll be out sunday morning what, friday what are you night do, e-bike? you're gonna take the e-bike your hunting spot i'm gonna have to trucks in the shop i'm uh, gonna have to i called my dad and asked him <laughs> you, if i could borrow the pickup truck just so i can you, get you, out hunting you might want to wear the heat boost for that ride on the oh, e-bike actually my e-bike is broken <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, A couple of teeth are broke. I'm like so unprepared, but I've had probably one of the best seasons so far as far as being home and not not traveling, I guess. It's – it sucks because normally like I got a bunch of friends that are like away. Like, you know, Eric Porter, just he just killed one. Uh, He's in Ohio right now. Oh, I didn't – I saw that, but I didn't realize he was out of state. Yeah, he's in Ohio. Him and uh, Kyle Landers, um, they they went out there. There's a couple of them. Um, they had a good time, so they're they're out there, um, and they're hunting. So, they uh, Eric ended up killing one. So, that's pretty- uh, yeah, I saw that. Good for him. Congrats, yeah. Eric. Um, speaking of that, I got a killer's corner. We should probably do that now. Yeah, while let's we're talking do it. About it. Right for sure. <clears throat> uh, let me pull it up now that I mentioned it. I'm not even ready. Uh, we've got a, quite a we November always blows up, right? This is the killing season. Uh, Alexander Fagan with a muskrat trapping weekend. Uh, my homegirl, Samantha Troutman, with a Kansas giant. We got our very own Justin Barnsey with a doe. First uh, deer out of the saddle. Uh, Chris Lean with another Kansas buck. Andrew Patterson, 11 and a half hour sit paid off on a Western New York buck. Kenny Coslett's oldest son, Whalen, with his first deer. And I know you're probably sick of hearing the name. You know, Trev, if at the end of the year, if we gave away an award for the Killer's Corner, I, I think I already know who the winner is going to be. Oh, me too, dude. Un, unattested, right? Casey Carpenter it's with a U-season buck. It's just like the kid is just – he's. Uh, we might have to restrict – how many more U-seasons does he have? 
it's, he's, got a, he's got a lot more to go, bub. He's kind of taking advantage of it a little bit, but Kaysen with a youth buck, certified killer right there. He is a certified killer. He's the outdoor drive certified now. killer. <laughs> yeah. We might have to put him on the team. We might have to. We got an open spot. Yeah, I know. He kills more than all of us. So. We might just have to give him a video camera or, yeah. or give a, give his dad a video camera. Steve, yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's super cool. Super Kason's Kason's a good kid, man. I I got the the chance to hunt with him. Oh, did you? I'm gonna shout one out too. Uh, Seth Edwards. Uh, shot a real oh, nice yeah, buck. Saw, yeah, this um, morning I saw that. He yeah. did. I know. Listen, dude. Everybody. I mean, we all post in the group and stuff when it comes down to it. But some of them, if I see you guys, man, I'm gonna shout you guys out because I I think mm-hmm. it's absolutely cool. But make sure to get on over to the outdoor drive group on facebook and post it up in there man everybody in there wants to see it there's a ton of people in there and they want to see what's going on uh some of the boys doug uh doug schmidt from the outdoor i mean uh from the outdoor from uh working class bow hunter he shot a real nice buck uh yesterday actually big one they're wcb teams no joke yeah wcb boys are putting it down this year they always do but i know casper killed a big one even like uh ross yeah uh, usually a late season killer, right? He's a late like, season killer, and, and he already killed Cl- like Austin. Like they're they're yeah. all just Austin's good for another one though. Smacking them down. Austin's always yeah. good for another one. So maybe I'll bust out his Chad bow for the next one. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, so I, dude, this year has been incredible, dude. The raw action that I've seen, it's like it's like I think it's kind of like a roller coaster ride, right? It's up and down where we're seeing a ton of raw action. And then uh, there's a ton of real highs and then a ton of, like, low lows. Like, it's – you see a ton of chasing, I guess, at this point. Like, I don't – I haven't seen any – have you seen anything other than that, other than chasing or mm. – I think I it's kind of, like, for for the most part, like, a lot of younger bucks bump, bumping bumping these, these does around. So, what I – what I've seen has actually been kind of weird. So, uh, where are we at here? So, Saturday morning, I saw a parade of does. I think I saw seven does. I saw a spike buck first, you know, separate to this thing. And then I saw, I had a group of three does come by, and then I had a group of four does come by. And they all headed in the same direction. Just, you know, normal, you know, your typical looked like uh, your feed to bed kind of pattern, just kind of meandered by me. Right. So I did not hunt Saturday afternoon and Sunday. I had family obligations and, you know, whatever. It was, it was worth it. I had a good time. Back in the tree Monday morning, um, the we had an east kicker that day, which is kind of rare for us. But what I had done was I had pinned a tree up where all the deer had headed saturday morning but i had to get above them for the east wind so i got up in that tree dude probably the most intense morning i've ever had in the tree of my life from before the sun came up i had chasing grunting so that Uh, was when was that was sunday or that was monday monday the sixth okay all right um before before it was even shooting light, I had grunting, chasing, could see shadowy figures. Um, I I know for a fact I saw at least seven different bucks that morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, four of them were were within shooting range. 
two of the seven were shooters. Um, I was just a little, like I was right on the cusp of the action, right? So like I said, I could have shot a couple times, there were, but they weren't shooters. Right. But that east wind kind of put me out of the game. Had I been in the same tree I was in uh, Saturday morning, it would have all been right in front of me. I just couldn't be there because of the wind. So I had a similar hunt. Uh, to you, uh, that would have been, would have been the third. So it was Friday the third, right? So you had Monday. Mine was Friday. And it was similar to that where it was a ton of deer, like a ton. I've never had a sit like that, like a ton, like four or five. So it would have been, would have been six bucks and three does that I saw that sit, right? And like the bucks were chasing around the does. And just to bring it back, so I had shot and missed a deer on the second, a big buck on the second shooter. Um, we, I think we told that story, but that buck came in perfect, yeah. went to go shoot over um, over my camera arm, instinctually pulled it back, blah, 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 shot over him. He went down. So I sat there all day, had a small buck pushing around a doe that night, Said, you know what? I'm going back in the morning. So I got back in that tree early that morning, dude. And it was like a totally different sit. Like it wasn't even the same. I sat all day the day before, and then then went back to sit uh, the next day. And same thing. First buck that I saw was that shooter. Um, he the the big wide, uh, the wide ten, we'll call him. Um, I saw him again at 60 yards. I was trying to get my um my range finder, and then. He was making a scrape, and I was getting my rangefinder all all situated just so I would have it. And then I, I, I he got done making a scrape, came to the top of the knoll, and he just kind of stood there. And I'm like looking at him through a beech tree, and just kind of like turned and went back the other way, well, like kind of off. And I was like, oh, you know, fuck. I'm like, I, I was getting like upset, you know. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, that was it. That was my chance, you know. Like, he's gonna come back in. Like, I couldn't believe it. But at least I didn't like snarl him up at all from the day before. So I was like, ah, whatever, you know. So he went off. And then I had two does come running down, and there was another another shooter behind him. And I was like, oh shit. So they kind of like ran around this, that, and the other thing, but still out of the game. And then there was another. There was another two bucks that were kind of small bucks just kind of like yarding up through and just eating acorns and shit. And I was like, oh, man, like this is kind of crazy. Sat there for a little bit longer. But like it was constant action constantly all day. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking great sit. And then you the next you two days later, you had a similar sit like that. Like I ended up shooting a buck later on that afternoon. But um just fucking nuts dude like i just couldn't believe the amount of sign with like just one day difference you know like totally different like that the night before there was a doe that came through and they that young that young buck was just like it was like they were brother and sister like they were just eating like it was just weird and then the next day they're all chasing around going crazy like do you see more of like that chasing action in the morning than the afternoon because like i know there's a lot where um a lot of people talk about, right, like the right the right time to rattle, okay? So, like, if you're going to rattle, do you rattle in the morning or do you rattle at night? Or do you rattle both? Do you rattle in the middle of the day? Where I know, I mean, what is your opinion on it? And then I'll tell you what I think. Um, um, I, I, I'm not a big rattler. I've tried it. I've never really had much success. But right. 
I'm a big I'm a big morning guy. Like I'll take mornings over I agree. over anything for for, you know, if I had to choose morning or afternoon or even mm-hmm. like, you know, I've killed a lot of I've killed a lot of good bucks. not a lot, but enough bucks to know that it's worth sitting throughout the midday. Let's um, think about this know. for a second, right? So like you have the the deer rut, right? And like a lot of people talk about the morning. Like a lot of the guys that were always like you know, people that I looked up to as big deer killers and always, like, converse with those people and stuff, they always talk about rattling in the morning, grunting in the morning, like, when that sun first starts to come up, like, them deer are super active, they've been running all night, they're gonna run into the morning, and it's kind of like turkey, right? Where, like, turkey in the morning is, like, and they're in that, that rut phase, right, in the spring, and, like, it's balls to the walls in the morning once they come out of them trees, like, they're just, like, chasing each other around, this, that, and the other thing. And then, like, noon, one, two, three o'clock, they're just, like, the bucks are, you know, the toms are just looking for that one hen, but they're not really chasing around. And I feel as if deer hunting is the same way, where, like, they're, like, super amped up, ready to go at sunrise, just chasing them around to try and pin them down for the day and find that one doe that they want to sit with. And then, like, towards the afternoon – they're just out cruising, like just looking. Like you don't see a lot of chasing in the afternoon as much. Like, you, I mean, is that a false statement or like? Mm, I feel I, that's what I personally feel, right? Like, I, so yeah, I yes, you, yeah, I think. I'm trying I'm, now. I'm going just on personal experience, and, and I'm trying and to me go too, and me too. Years of memory. What what I feel, and I could be completely wrong. This is just what I observe and what I think's going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of the chasing that I see would be early in the morning because it would be a buck harassing does on their way back to bed. Okay. Um, but then I kill a lot of my bucks later in the morning. The midday. Eight thirty nine is probably like the median. You know, I've killed as late as like. You know, ten forty. I've killed at twelve mm-hmm. ten in the afternoon. Like you know, I still kill between ten and two in the afternoon. But I think maybe the reason why I see less chasing late morning, midday, and just catch that lone buck cruising, is because the buck, the does are already back to bed, and I'm catching bucks cruising from bedding to bedding to bedding to bedding to bedding, to bedding looking for a doe. Mm-hmm. Where in the early morning he's bird dogging her on her way back to bed yeah does that make sense no absolutely not and i agree with you man i i really do i i think that that's that's because you start to see them bucks like eight nine ten o'clock where they're just kind of cruising from that bed to bed to bed like like nose to the ground just kind of walking you know but the thing is like I, you know, I think that we're in that, we're definitely in that chase mode and we're definitely in that, we're not in that full rut mode yet. And it makes me nervous because like, especially here, like you always see it, like it definitely like is a revolving door as far as like this year, you know, I would say that this is a gun hunters year, right? Where them gun hunters are going to hit that nail on the head where that fluctuation of three to five days, right, on either end where, like, that hardcore rut, 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 them big bucks, like, tongue out, drooling, chasing shit. That's going to come in that in those those high teen days, that 15, 16, 17, 18, which is those gun days where, like, last year, 
a lot of those a lot of those that heavy chasing them big mature bucks doing that thing was in those 10s 11s 12s 13s right where that earlier that earlier rut when it when it kind of you know there's a 5 day swing there where you see you know and I I see it because a the butcher shop and b because of the taxidermy where like the guys like your bow hunters they just knock the shit out of them and and they knock the shit out of the big deer. I'm talking 125 plus. Like those little ones, those ones always get shot, right? But those big mature bucks, those hardcore three and a half to five year old bucks, those are the ones that that I'm basing this on, right? Where like that swing of when they're on them them does like that and they're daylighting heavy, heavy, heavy is it's going to be in that swing of that. You know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense to you? Like, or, or, or do you agree? Yeah, it does. I mean, you're always going to see a influx of big deer getting killed as soon as gun season opens, right? Like when that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is just a slaughter fest, no matter what. And that's just because, you know, the bow hunters are having encounters just at a range, more shots and misses, maybe some wounds, you know what I mean? And then once the guns are in hand, like nothing's at a, you know, it, it just, yeah. this is a slaughter fest, right? Yeah, no. But like as far as the timing wise, I mean, <clears throat> there's been years, like it's the 15th this year, which is, in my opinion, it should be the 15th every year, no matter what day of the week it is, except for Sunday. Isn't that what it um, is? No, it's always the, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Oh, uh. So like it's been as late as the twentieth before you know oh, it's yeah. been the you know it changes every year. Yeah, I think we should I, keep it around yeah, then. Yeah, it should be the fifteenth every single year. No, twenty fifth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, December fourth would be fine with me. I don't care. Um, but yeah, the fifteenth this year, which is I think it's prime. That's what two days after the new moon. Um, yeah, it'll all be weather dependent too. But I, I think. I think it's going to, it's going to pop off here. When's this coming out? Friday the 10th? Yeah. Saturday. Saturday's Veterans Day. That's always a magical day. 11 and then, good. And then, yeah, 12, 13, 14. It's going to, I'm not, a, I don't like to use the term. It seems very cliche. And I feel like people say it all the time when they're not seeing shit and they go, Oh, they're it's lockdown. They're in lockdown, yeah. right? And I, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't have enough an opinion to throw it around. But from what I've seen, um, but, so Monday was the sixth. We're recording on the ninth. So what I've seen since that magic day I had on the sixth, um, I did an all day sit. I've seen I've seen deer every sit. Um, the does are acting like does. They are. Mm-hmm. looking like your normal early season does just like they're so coming out are, of bed and they're go- are those are are the young of the year are they still with with the, with the mama deer all right so i did see so the i've seen a couple spike bucks um they're kind of just hanging out right they're they're meandering around but they're not really acting too crazy i did see one young of the year doe Skippy, whatever, maybe a button buck. I don't know what it was. Kind of came out of bedding by itself, kind of acting a little confused, which got me thinking that maybe mom is with a buck. Was the hot dough, yeah. Right. Because from what I understand, and I could be making this up, but, you know, once that buck finds that dough that's going to be hot, she's not going to let that 
that young Skippy near her, and he's going to kind of take her off and keep the keep the kids away, right? Um, so I thought that's maybe my whole that, understanding, but, right? Um, but I have like tonight I saw a big mature doe with two Skippies. They walked right under me. I mean, maybe ten feet. I mean, right underneath me. They acted like normal does. They weren't looking over their right. shoulder. They didn't seem harassed. They didn't seem, you know, on edge. Um, so I don't know. I got to believe that. It's not their time. It's not that, that doe's time yet. That's what it is. Yeah. And I mean, when that happens, when that happens, you, you, you just, the mother, the mother just pushes them off. You know, it just the mother, the buck, that buck chases down that doe and, and you just, you just can't, you can't, you can't. Can't hear you, bro. We lost Steve. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I'm like, good. it's all good. Um, no, so that buck, but that buck, that yeah. buck will chase off that doe. The 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 year of the young, you know what I'm right. saying? And like once once that happens, it's over. Right. So what I'm thinking that what's going on in my area is there is a hot doe in there somewhere. Right. Um. She. She must have been close Monday the sixth. Yeah, that's why every buck in the county running around. Yeah, um, I don't know where they went. You know, since then I, I've seen a couple spike bucks and whatnot. But um, and it's one of it, this is that time of the year. You're either in the shit or you're not in the shit, and you can sit there all day and see nothing. It's crazy because like you have those Facebook groups and stuff and those guys are like uh, they're like, "Oh, what's the rut activity?" "Oh, I haven't seen anything. No rut activity." And then it's like guys that, you know, like like us, like I laugh because like the, the days that they had posted that, I'm like, "Dude, I'm in it." Like I'm in it. Yeah. Like there's like 6 6 bucks, 7 bucks. You're like, "Oh, I'm in it. I'm in it." And then, you know, my cameras are going wild. They're fucking chasing all night long. You're like, "Dude, this is it." You know what I'm saying? Like that's the difference. And I hate to say this, man, but like that's like that's the difference of that off-season season scouting of being in those right areas and knowing the right place to be. Like being in those rut funnels, being on those oak flats, being in those areas where those guys that you know, don't have any rut action. They're not in rut areas. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It It's so hit or miss, right? Like, you could have – we could be on the same property. Me and you could be on the same property, sure. 40 acres. I'm in a rut funnel and you're in a rut funnel. You could have the best day of your life and I could not see shit. Or absolutely. Vice versa. No, you know absolutely. I mean? or, or it could be – you could sit all day, not see anything – all day and then all of a sudden at one o'clock the woods just lights up deer everywhere running run you know biggest buck of your life runs by you and then it's over and then you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs again like it it's just so hot and cold you really can't do much but like you said be in rut funnels and you know be in the right place and put in the time because you never know when when it's going to happen me personally i I hate this time of year. Um, I still, you know, I spend all day in the tree anyways, but I, my favorite time of the year is after the first doe comes into estrus, she's bred. Most of the does are, you know, are, are now standing down for the bucks. 
and the bucks are just breeding after breeding after breeding. That's when I see the most movement right. because now he's not just staying with one doe, following her around. He's just breeding a doe and then he's taking off looking for another one. And then, you know, and he, they're just, it's not cruising anymore. It's just seeking. It's just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, on to the I next. I know, but you know what? The thing is, like, if you have a target buck in that area, you got to be careful because if there's not a lot of breeding does, that that your buck that you're after is gonzo. Yeah, for sure. But there's a satellite de- deer, satellite bucks that could come right. in that, you know, that who knows, you know? It's tough for us, right? Because, like, we're not that Midwest area where, like, we're in one laurel thicket that might have three does in it that that buck could run through there in three days, you know, and one of the say three days. Right. And it's kind of crazy because when you get a new buck on camera, like say, say today, right. Today's the ninth or the 10th, call it the 10th. If I get a buck on it, on a camera and it's a new buck, like a shooter, a new shooter buck, you know that if that buck is in that area, you have three days to kill that buck in that area. Like, like now, so like if I got him on camera today on the 10th, I know I have the 11th, 12th, and 13th to try and kill that deer, particularly in that area, because we know that he's going to stay here. And because he's in there after those does. So he's going to try and find those does and breed on those does. So he's at the three day sit down period. So he's only in that block of timber for three fucking days. Mm. Where, where's the three days come from? Because three days, right? He finds that doe, right? And then he sits mm-hmm. with that doe, and he's in lock with that doe for three oh, days. Oh, you're talking about the beginning of the rut before. Yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, all right, yeah, the first know, one comes in estrus, and then he, okay. then, yeah, yeah. then, then he's in the area, right? And he shows up. I'm saying, like, he shows up, right? So that first doe's been bred, right? He bred that first one. Now he's seeking doe after doe after doe after doe. And then, so you get this buck on camera. And you're like, oh, dude, this is that's the buck, man. That's my shooter. Like, that's you know, he's a new shooter, satellite deer, and he shows up, and you and you're and he's in the, you know, on that camera, and you're like, oh, fuck, he's with a doe. I got three days to kill that deer in that area. I'm gonna want to sit mm-hmm. there for, you know, one of those or two of those three days to kill that buck. You know, I I mean that's in those smaller those smaller parcels. You know, like I've always that's just one thing I kind of do. You know, like if I see a buck in that area and he's a new buck, I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna be there. And you know, nine times out of ten, you're gonna see that buck in those those three days if you sit that spot. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I never thought of that before. I just put in my time. You know what I mean? Like I'm on vacation. I can hunt every day. Yeah. And I just put in as much time. I just As hate I that the, the roles have now switched this year. <laughs> Mine haven't switched. No, Mine's I know, but I, I'm so used to being able to haunt the month of November. Like, dude, I don't even think, like, it, it drives me nuts, man, because the month of November is normally my month. Like, I'm just like, mm. fuck it. I'm living in a tree. In the past, you have to remember, like, Five years ago is when I started, like, really hardcore deer hunting. You know, five, six years ago, like, particularly just, like, all right, I'm going to kill a big buck. Like, that's it, you know? And, like, oh, it just kills me, dude. This is the first November. Dude, I'm missing three days a week by being at work, dude. I'm like, this is going to suck. Mm, and poor this, thing, man. Three days a week? Yeah, bro. And it hurts because it's like, it's like I have a target deer now. Like, I have two target deer. And, like, 
I'm like they like we were talking about earlier, like before we we hit the record button, like on the phone, like I knew I set up in one area hardcore this year because I knew that I was gonna have um you know an interaction with a mature buck in this one bedding area that I hunt, and like sure than shit yesterday. My camera went off. Two giants were walking through there all day long. I'm talking from 8 in the morning till 4.30 in the afternoon, dude. They fucking showed up 10 different times. Two different bucks. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Like, I should have been in there. I would have killed that deer. Like, I'm like, I set up in that spot just to kill a deer these days of November, dude. And literally, I would have been there. Wind would have been perfect. And I would have at least had an attempt at him, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking stuck at work. I got to be like the normal guy, you know, like the blue collar guy that has to go to fucking work in November. Like this sucks. Well, I, I feel for all of you because this sucks. It's only because you just decided to start a new job on <laughs> November 7th or whatever it was. I didn't really have a choice. You know, and it's and it's crazy. Like I, I, I wasn't going to start until the 15th. And then – I would have definitely taken a week or two. Uh, it's a transition between jobs, you know. Like I, I, I got to get my mind right. I need to like get fishing off my brain and start thinking about a beef or whatever the fuck you're doing now. But, I, yeah, I couldn't go from one to the other, especially, especially now. I, I should. You need like a mental health week or something. It. I took it though. I, bro. I, I missed. I missed a shooter at 26 yards. Then later on that day, we didn't even talk about the mercy that dude. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I said it in the last podcast when I said when that little buck came in, and I was like, "I'm surprised you didn't shoot it just in spite." And you're like, "Nah, nah." I I knew you were gonna send one at something. Yeah. So like, I missed that deer on the on the second, and then the third I hunted, I saw my shooter. Um, and then I was getting down. It was like fucking ten thirty. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to go get a coffee, lunch, you know, whatever, you know, like we're not into the teens, you know, like we're still in the early. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll get down. I'm going to go get some lunch and a coffee and I'll come back. And uh, I'm getting down. Um, I had just I had just had my platform and I was no, I'm sorry. It was a wind switch, actually. Um, I was going to get down and get a coffee and lunch, but I, it was a wind switch. So I was going to move from to another spot. And uh, so I had gotten my platform off, started taking down my sticks, I'm clipping them onto my saddle. I get down to my second latitude uh, carbon stick, and I look up, bro, and there's a buck, and he's just like nose down, and he's just like essing. He's coming through this flat, and he's just essing through. He's just walking back and forth, back and forth. And then there's another one, back and forth. So now there's two of them and they're just walking back and forth up this flat right to me. And they're just coming back and forth. And I seen one side, like there was four points on one side, good little buck, you know. I knew it was no giant, but like it was a nice little two-year-old, three-year-old and it had, you know, nice little eight-pointer, cool little buck, you know, basket rack. A little Louis special? Yeah, a little Louis, Louis special, dude. Two-and-a-half-year-old. I was like, I couldn't let him be the only one shooting two-and-a-half-year-olds. You know, I was just going to have to send it. So <laughs> I saw this buck coming up. And now, mind you, my bow's on the ground. No release, no arrows, no nothing. And this, this deer's at, like, 40, dude. And I'm like, well, if he's going to keep coming, I'm going to give it to him. So I pull – I'm like – and I thought he was a little bigger than he actually was. I'm not gonna lie. So I I pulled I pulled up my my uh, my bow, 
and I got my bow and I put it across my, you know, my linesman and I pull out an arrow and uh, I pull out my release. I put my release on my hand. I put an arrow in. And he's still coming, dude. He's like 30 and he's coming and he's coming and he's coming right up the trail. There's a scrape at 18 yards. I know exactly where he's coming. So he, he comes up and he goes like right at the scrape and he, he hits the scrape <laughs> And it keeps coming right to me, dude. There's a break in the wall right to my right-hand side. It's like a lower part. I didn't realize that the deer were actually using that right there, which is underneath where I am. And they go right there, and then they hop over, and they go up. Mm. And then there's another break in the wall. So there's two breaks in the wall. So they either – it's like wise, and they split to go in the break, or they go in the lower part. So this buck starts coming up, dude, the two of them. The first one was close as fuck. I'm talking close. Like I could have spit on him. And then the second one was behind him. So he, he's coming. He's got his nose down, nose down. And you know how, like, they come and they put their nose down and then they stand up and they look around for a second. Then they put their nose back down. So at this point, both of them bo- down, full draw. Fuck him. So I'm full draw and I'm waiting, 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 waiting. Here he comes. Here he comes. He got to about 10 yards, bro. And he looks up <laughs> and he's looking to go still no idea in there i'm sitting there in the bridge dude i'm just stepping on the thing i'm i'm probably what my feet are at like what six feet like literally i mean maybe so he goes and he looks up dude and i'm like turn broadside you motherfucker turn broadside he wouldn't turn broadside he goes to go take another step dude i put it right in the vital v whack bro when that thing took off I could not believe the blood. Like, literally, dude, every time that that thing went to go move, like, as soon as I hit it, it looked like somebody somebody took a water balloon inside of his inside of his chest cavity, and it just blew up, and it was red. And the thing is just spewing out. So, like, and I could see the blood trail. Mind you, it's, it's only 10 yards in front of me, and it starts to run away from me, and this thing goes on this fucking tangent right down the hill and he's just flying dude it's fat i've never seen a deer run this fast straight full tilt dude like and he's running and i look on the ground and there's like maybe 24 inches of just blood splatter and then it would stop and then 24 inches and it was just just this like paint stream down the whole thing and you could look right down the hill and you could see exactly where he ran it was just this red fucking velvet carpeting all the way till he went. He went like 40 yards and dumped down. Um, he was down in this canyon, bro. He went down this hill. I, I was so pissed. I'm like, fuck. And I, the thing is, I didn't want to gut him there because there's a there's a couple big bucks in there, you know. So I'm like, fuck. I gotta drag this thing out on my own. And I'm like, I can't call. Who am I gonna call? So I called my dad. My dad's useless. Like, he, there's no way. He he is the Marlboro man. Like, smokes two packs of cigarettes. He is not coming to help me drag. I'm a, I'm almost a mile back at this point, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I said I'm gonna take this thing. I'll drag it back up. Uh, and I talked to you, and you're like, dude, just go 100, 200 yards away from where you're hunting off that flat, and just gut it, and uh, then just drag it out. So I did that, but I had to bring up this canyon, went over the flat where I was haunting, and then got it down by this creek, and I gutted it out. But getting there was a nightmare, like absolute nightmare. And I was like, all right, do I walk back, go grab my sled at the house, and then come back? And I'm like, nah, I got this. So I'm in my <laughs> I'm in my um, 
I had heat boost pants on, heat boost jacket at this point. It was cold morning. It was like 29 degrees, 27, 28, 29 degrees. So I have heat boost pants on. So I took my heat boost pants off. So I'm just in my under layers, right? The heat boost um, under layers. And then I got the top and I just literally took my jacket, pants, rolled it all up, fucking put it all on there. And then um, I took my back on my, uh, my bow. I strapped that right to my hickory pack, dude. All my stuff in my pack. Grabbed my latitude bridge. And I just tied it around its antlers. And I just started trucking, dude. Like, I would go, like, 10 yards. Stop. <laughs> 10 <laughs> yards. Stop. 10 yards. It, it probably took me an hour and a half to get out of there, dude. It was miserable. You don't realize how many down trees there are <laughs> in, oh, in a certain span of, until you have to try and drag a deer out and you're like oh my god i don't remember this being this many down trees and it's miserable bro but it was worth every it was worth every every second of it bro i mean i found an antler on the way out so i got a participation trophy too for being hard ass and dragging this thing out like just sucked dude i'm like i'm like whatever happened like the camaraderie of calling everybody to come and help me like shooting them in the middle of the day is not that i know but like shooting them in the middle of the day is not as cool like i need to (laughs) i need to like shoot them at night so when everybody can come and help and hang out and see everything but it was fun dude it was cool i definitely had i had a blast but i then remembered why i should definitely not shoot uh smaller buck that i'm not after yeah if you shot a giant everybody would want to come see it and help you but nobody wants to come help with a two-year-old they're like fuck you dude you can get it yourself (laughs) trev you (laughs) shot 15 eight pointers that were two and a half years old nobody cares nobody cares cares, Um, dude you, you know what's funny that uh you just reminded me of the whole not gutting it in front of your stand it doesn't really matter, right? Like I've definitely done it before. Um, I can think of two incidents off the top of my head. One of them, I was I was very young, like I was still hunting with my dad, like mm-hmm. side by Full side. Time, he, right? he was yeah. hunting. I was just t- t- tagging along. My grandpa shot a buck. Op- it was opening day of rifle season. Shot a buck. We went over there. We gutted it right there. Grandpa went home. I got on that stand that night mm-hmm. and by myself, and a buck came right into that gut pile. Uh, I shot and missed it with like actually my the, my turkey gun that I'm using now that yeah. youth model 20 I was using that with just a bead on it and a, and a slug and I missed that buck over a gut pile from the morning before and then another time uh 2019 I shot my target buck it was my target buck right that's the one I'm after so I didn't care I gutted it like 20 yards from my tree stand and the next day my dad came up to hunt so I put him on one of my other stands and I sat on the same stand I killed on the morning before and I had two does come over and start licking the gut pile. Yeah, there's so, so I feel as if the, the, right, but I think it's just uh when you have when you still have a target buck in the area, I think it's just like a mental thing. Like you don't want to go sit over a gut pile, right? Like I think honestly is that those deer have dealt with death their entire lives. From the minute they were born to the minute they die, they have just dealt with death. And it's just something that's just normal, right? Right. Like, shit happens. It is what it is. We're out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I think it stirs it up. Yeah, because, like, dude, like, I had to drag the deer across that entire flat. Like, that fucking dude, there's scrapes everywhere. Like, definitely, definitely would have messed it up. Um, 
but it's just mental game, bro. Like my dad, right. um, my dad had shot a buck on fucking Saturday, and nice, you know, nice animal. Um, nice animal. Yeah, real nice animal. Um, and the next day, there they shot and missed at an eight pointer, big one too. Like two, you know, what's funny is we talk about this all the time, right? Like. We might not talk about this on the podcast, but, like, and I've definitely probably told this story over the years. Like, my whole life, like, we go to the same property, to the same ladder stands. It's a small, narrow piece. It's, like, 40 acres, and it's just a pass-through, right? And this time of year, it's fire. Like, there's big deer that roll through there. There's a ton of does in there. Um, It's a big oak flat. It's beautiful, beautiful spot. Um, But... My whole life, you just you have your stand, like you know that's that's Trev's stand, that's Dad's stand. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. those are those spots. Every Saturday morning, you go to hunt those spots. You know, my brother still does it with my dad. My dad's neighbor, he still hunts with him. My uncle still hunts with him. They all have their own stands, right? And they all hunt those stands. But they hunt those things so religiously. Like my dad's there every day. Like, and he'll shoot a deer, and then the motherfuckers mm-hmm. will go back in the afternoon, and they'll sit the same stand. Like they don't care. Like my dad shot a buck on Saturday. They went in there. They seen two more bucks. My brother missed one of the bucks. Like it's just it's normal, dude. Like the it doesn't. They don't care. You know that the gut pile is in there. They were in there, bro. They had the whole family there dragging my dad's deer out, and they still went back the next day. Like, but like me and you were on public chasing giants, and we're like, oh no, you can't walk there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't go there. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't leave your gut pile. Oh no, don't walk through there. You got to be downwind. You got a J hook. And then these dudes are just like. There's six of them. My niece and nephew are running around, dragging deer, yelling, screaming. They go back the next night, and there's a 125-inch eight-pointer, and two of them miss it. Like, come on. Like, where where does this happen? You two know of them miss the same deer? Yeah, bro. I guess my understanding is my brother doesn't hunt a ton, right? Um right. My brother doesn't hunt a lot. Like, they're just, like, you know, they just like going. They just have fun. Right. Like, normal deer camp up north type shit. Like, they'll all hang out at my dad's house, smoke cigarettes, fucking drink coffee all day, hang out, and then they'll go back in the afternoon. Um, But I guess it <laughs> just typical shit, dude. Like, just funny hunting stories. Uh, I stopped in there that night, um, and I was like, oh, how'd it go? You know, like, I got... I hooked them up with a couple of cell cameras. So, like, I can see when they're going in and out. They put the cameras in <laughs> shitty places. Whatever. Just funny stuff, right? And, like, they'll, like, walk out. And ten minutes later, there'll be, like, <laughs> a little bomber buck walk by through the camera and stuff. But I was there that night. And I was like, oh, how'd the hunt go? You know, and I could tell everybody was in there. It was Saturday. You know, all the boys were hunting. And uh, my dad's like, oh. Uh, Justin shot and missed a nice eight pointer, and then it went by Uncle Billy, and his safety was on, and he shot and missed. You know, just funny shit. And you're just like, dude, like, what is the chance? And I'm like, Dad, I said, are you gonna stop hunting with them Muppets and like come hunt public? I texted him. I actually, I texted him this morning on my ride in, uh, cause he'll text me and be like, Hey, I'm going in this morning. You working? Like, can you come help drag or whatever? You know, whatever. He'll just text me, you hunting. Um, if I shoot something, you're around. Um, so he texted me this morning. He's like, Hey, I'm going in. I said, I'm going to work, but I said, up just whatever. If you shoot something, I'll help you after work. Um, I was like, you need to either learn how to shoot out of a saddle 
or I need to set some stands and like I we gotta figure something out, bro. Because if this happens again next year, like I got two shooters that you should like at least be like going into hunt. Like I wouldn't let many people go, but I would let my old man go in there and hunt. But uh, like dude, I might like be just... going there tomorrow if you gotta go to work because <laughs> I happen to know I could. I could get myself in that tree, no problem. One of them, one of them, yeah. I mean, dude, I wouldn't blame you, man. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a good, good thing, you know. Like, mm-hmm. West Wind tomorrow too. Ooh, is it really a West Wind in the morning, yeah. bro? Don't talk to me like that. And of course, I opt to like, go to work. It's like west, like, southwest for a couple hours, and it's going straight west. Damn! Just follow the wall, baby. Follow the wall. Just follow the wall, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he showed up tonight too. Yeah, he's so live, bro. Like, I want to kill that deer, but I don't want to. I want to kill that deer, but I don't want to kill that deer because that deer's not that old. He's only like a three mm-hmm. and a half year old. Like, he's not that old, but he's got a giant rack on him. Like, I think that that would be. That's my ticket. I think for a big, big public land buck. Like, he's a big public land buck right now. But like, if he doesn't get shot this year. He's going to be even bigger next year. He's going to be a monster. And where he is, he's safe. That's the worst thing that bothers me, you know? Like, do I pass that deer? No. (laughs) That'd be your biggest Connecticut deer. You can't, you can never pass your biggest deer. He's a giant. Yeah, you can't pass, you should never pass your biggest deer. Whatever it is, you you can't. You can't. He's a monster, bro. That's insanity. But you know he could be bigger, bro. Like, how do you not There'll shoot another, that? Deer? There's another one in there. What well, about the a, other shooter? There's yeah, an older, there's an you older shooter in there. If, if your biggest deer to date, uh, you know, not including Ohio, say is 125, you can't pass a 130 because he's going to be bigger. You can't, you, and that's you what can't. he. That's you what can't. he is. He's like a 130, you 135, you probably. Um, he might even go. Actually, he might even go longer with his longer beams. But who knows? I don't know. He's a I big buck. I can't wait to get into that place after the season um I, I you're having you're having a blast in there kind of just you know running and gunning and figuring it out as you go um i can't wait to just pick it apart after the season's over yeah so one of my big things with that property um is gonna be like and i'm excited about it bro like i'm truly excited like that property have had a lot of fun in there. Like I, you know, I've been on deer every single sit from the second that I went in there, found a ton of real good sign, a lot of frontal, um, pressure like early. And I think that like we were talking about putting it in that second layer, but I think like a lot of the fun for me with it being the block of woods that it is like being able to go in there in the first snow with a muzzleloader mm-hmm. and just walk like, Hey, whatever happens, happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the spot to do that because it's big land. Like, I'll wake up in the morning and it'll be, I know snow's going to come. I'm going to get over there at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, bro, and just get to walking. You know, like, right. find that sign and just walk. Like, it's just a – that's a killer spot. And there's a lot of big bucks in there. Like, dude, that first night that I put a camera in that spot and I pissed in that scrape that I found on that flat and, like, had six – Six or seven bucks in there, three shooters overnight alone. Like, and then to go in there and see those deer that are in there, like, and the chasing and the does and the, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Like I couldn't imagine finding that spot in like September and, and like what that spot could potentially would have been like to shoot like a 
real nice buck early season. And I think that I think the more that you dissect something like that there, like you could potentially be on one of those big shooters early season in that block of timber. Like that's my personal opinion. Mm. I'm I'm I'd be curious and there's no way to ever know for sure. But I'm I'm curious to know if what of those bucks, which one of them were the ones that you were hunting early season in the first spot that, and, and, you know, obviously there's other people hunting that area too, right? If you're on any of those bucks and didn't know it in the first spot, and then the pressure pushed them back into that second layer and you basically relocated them because you wouldn't know because you weren't running cameras or whatever. But I'm curious if how hot that spot was, had you found it in September or, or if it heated up in October so from pressure. I I mean, I don't know. Like, I can't say for sure. Um, I don't know because it's kind of crazy because the first spot that I ended up finding with all those early season rubs and scrapes, like, I have cameras there and, like, nothing, nothing of the quality that I thought would have made mm. the sign that made it um, showed up on camera. Like, I, there's no buck... I can honestly say that showed up, that's made that his home originally. Oh, my God, the camera just went off. Um, I, Let me know if I'm going there. <laughs> Am I going there in the morning or what? Uh, That's the second doe that showed up on the – oh, no, that's a small buck. Another buck showed up there. So there was a doe that showed up on that scrape at 6 p.m., and then another uh, small buck just showed up there. That place is going to light up. So what happened was – what happened was earlier today at 4:50 the shooter showed up. The wide 10 showed up and then a doe a doe showed up at at 6 at 6 o'clock, and then now there's a small buck dripping around in there. So that place is going about to be fire in my opinion. So nothing worth nothing worth me going there in the morning. Yeah, the shooter was there at 4:50, dude. 4:50 this tonight? Yeah. Hmm. The wide 10 was there. If you shoot that deer, bro, I'll never talk to you again. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> How'd you find that spot, Trev? <laughs> it doesn't matter, <laughs> asshole. Oh. No, but I, I just – we'll get back to the rut thing. I just think, you know, just to kind of conclude everything, I think that I think that the rut is – I think we a couple more days, man, where it's going to be yeah. that full-fledged, wide-open rut hunt. And the yeah. boys, Justin uh, – Seth actually missed a real nice buck. I mean, he hit a nice buck last night, couldn't find it. Uh, Lou shot um, a Lou buck, um, his third Lou buck of the year. Um, great buck, nice job, Lou. Um, and then uh, Justin's been on some some real good stuff. Uh, he shot a real nice nanny doe the other day. Um, just waiting for that right shooter to come in and do the right thing. So all the boys are in in, in on them. Um, it's just a matter of fact of like you know just getting on them and doing the right thing. I mean I, I'm upset for Seth. Seth's super upset. The rain kind of fucked him up this morning and kind of yeah. That was that was a shitty I'm situation. For, I'm I'm blaming Lou for that too because yeah. they would he would have been there earlier before the rain. But whatever. If, if Lou you know. didn't shoot a Lou buck, then he would have yeah. definitely like you know. Yeah. But where's whatever. Lou? Hashtag where's Lou? Right. Um, but no, I mean, do you got any, um, some sound advice for anybody just kind of going into the next couple of days or the next week or so as far as the rut goes and maybe something to put them on something? 
Well, yeah, get in a tree and stay in a tree as much as you possibly can, man. Like it's just that time of the year where it can literally happen at any second. And like even this morning, man, I actually so I did an all day sit yesterday from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I was pretty worn out last night. And like I said, lack of sleep, lack of food, like you start getting grumpy. And I actually I overslept a little bit this morning, not not drastically. Right. Um. I, I was I was able to get to the tree I wanted to be in this morning, um, hung on the platform, bow pulled up on the hangar with an arrow knock right at legal light, which is super late for me, right? But the point of the story is like when I got out of bed a little late, like it was so easy for me to be like, fuck this. Like I'm not going this morning. I'm taking the day <laughs> off. But like it doesn't matter. Like if you have a window to get in the woods, get in the woods because it can happen at any second this time of year, you know? One of the things that I could say, man, is like like following along with what Steve's got to say as far as like just be in the tree, man, and spend more time in the woods. Anything could potentially happen no matter what. Um, you never know when that, that next second is gonna it's gonna be that second. Yeah. Um but also like if you see if say you're sitting in said stand and like you're seeing that that stuff at 60 80 100 yards away man don't be afraid to get down and move over if you're mobile like you know if them if you particularly are constantly seeing certain running or chasing in one area like don't be afraid to scooch up forward like don't wait till the next day like go down and get yeah. up in there like don't be afraid like it's that time of year to be aggressive be aggressive. Put yourself in those bedding areas. Put yourself in positions that you would never put yourself into in the beginning of the season. Like, push those limits. Like, those deer right now are so dumb and so stupid and going to do crazy things. Like, the smartest thing that you got to, you know, that you have to contend with is those nanny does. But, like, for the majority of it, man, like, them bucks are stupid and dumb. And now's the time to get aggressive and put yourself in those positions no matter what and, and just just be there and and just put in the heart and soul now because now is when you're going to make the effects for later um it's a difference like you know i i was always more of a conservative style hunter and like now being like more aggressive um and putting yourself in those predicaments where like bro like putting yourselves on you, you know those areas where the, you might not you might not put yourself – I might not put myself there in the teens of October, but I'm definitely putting myself there right. in the teens in November. Yeah. Like I might be a little bit strung back and been like, you know, off that bedding by 200 yards in October, but I'm going to be 20 yards off of it in November. Like it just – fuck it. Like what do you got to lose, man? Like what is there to lose? Nothing. Nothing. You know? Like just yeah. be aggressive I guess would be my, my biggest thing. The Right. The other thing, too, to keep in mind is, you know, early season, if you're in the tree and you, you see a shooter and, I don't know, say he's out of range or whatever, he's working away from you, early season food to bed, that deer works away from you, like, say it's the evening or whatever, or, or morning, chances are you're not going to see that deer again, right? He's going to bed or whatever, and he's going to go to bed, and, and that's it. This time of year, if you see your shooter buck, and he goes by you out of range, he could turn around and come back a minute later, an hour later, 45 minutes. Like, it, it, you're ne you just never know what's going to happen, right? He could remember when you shot your buck there a few years ago? He yeah. ran by you. 
he ran by you. You didn't get yeah, a shot Yeah, the Funk off, River and, one, yeah. Right. And you thought it was over, and what was it, 20 minutes later, he turned around and came right back by? That was crazy, man. I'll, I'll, I'll spit that for two seconds because that was wild. Like, that deer, I had gone away and hunted out of state um, in the in the good days of November. Came home. I ended up shooting that deer in the 17th of November uh, that year and still chasing whatever. But I had seen him early before I had left in, you know, the – the two, three, four, fifth of November. Um, and he then pushed does down and locked them up against the river in this gnarly fucking bedding ground where a lot of times they'll do that. They'll push those deer into those areas, that thick, thick, thick stuff on near water. Um, so that they can't run as far and they kind of can pinch them into certain areas. One thing I've definitely learned, um, They'll definitely, and us, like, I hunt a lot of river bottoms and shit, so they'll, they'll push them down in there so they can stay in them. But anyways, I was I came home from hunting, and I was down in there, and uh, this buck, uh, I, I can hear this, like, fucking straight chasing, like, heavy. And, I, and here comes this doe, like, you know, 10 yards in that run that I thought that that deer was going to come on, and came running down, the doe came running, and that buck, you know how they kind of like off canter, like they they just like they stay off to like one side or the other as they run they run at them at them deer. You know the bucks they'll they'll try and stay next to him. So he's like one yard underneath my tree, and I'm like I'm full draw, dude, and I can see him coming, and I'm like fuck fuck fuck, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And they just keep running and they run right by me, dude, and like. I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm like, that was that was my target deer. Like, I targeted that deer all season. That was the deer I wanted to kill. This is the first time I seen him on the hoof, and he's chasing this doe by a Mach 1000. And I'm upset, dude, and I'm trying to film. You know, I was trying to film and everything. At that point, I just kind of pushed the camera aside, and I said, you know what? I said, if this deer comes back, dude, it's just me and the deer. Like, I don't really care. That camera is, is that camera. I'm banging my head against a tree, and I'm like, I don't know, though, man. Like, I hope he comes back. Sure than shit, man. That doe made a loop. Fifteen minutes later, they came back. She was at about one yard, and he was at fifteen yards on that other trail. And uh, he stopped. I shot him corner and two at fifteen yards. But uh, they always circle back, man. When mm. if they, I don't know what it is, I've seen it a million times. They'll chase him up one way, and then they do a loop and they come back. So like, if that shooter comes by you. He's going to come back at some point chasing that doe, man. That doe, that's her core area, you know, where they're doing that big loop. It might be 10 minutes, but they're going to come back to where they started, bro. Like, they always do. Like, I never believed it. People would be like, you know, people were like, you know, Trev, he'll come back. He'll come back. He'll come back. And I'm like, no, no, he's gone. He walked out of my life. It's over. That's not the truth, man. When they start chasing, dude, them does go all over the place, dude. And, you know, they... They, they don't care, man. You know, they just don't care. So, yep. And then one other, one other tip or tactic that I I leave them with is, and this is just how I do it. Um, either put yourself in some kind of uh, funnel or pinch point between two bedding areas, right? So I don't really worry too much about the food right now. Um, those are gonna do what those do, but I want to be between two bedding areas because that's where I catch a lot of bucks. They'll go to a bedding area looking for does and then they'll go straight to the next bedding area looking for does. So I want to be between two bedding areas. Um, 
and then preferably like some kind of terrain feature or pinch point or edge and then my other favorite is like always the downwind side of a bedding area if i'm gonna like sit the edge of it because you always have so like all early season we all play the wind right play the wind play the wind play the wind and you know you don't want any deer to get um downwind of you this time of year i use the wind more to kind of predict how a buck's gonna move through an area right because uh they're always using the wind to find does so when mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna cruise a bedding they're gonna usually cruise like the downwind side so they can scent check anything in that bedding area um to see if there's any hot does in the bedding area so like i just try to set up on that downwind side um and just you know think how a buck's going to use the wind to his advantage to find does and just try to put myself in that situation absolutely well guys the rut is underway um it's it's time to get out there and get things underway and kind of be in those trees and hunt hard hunt the does the does are your best friends um stay near bedding grounds you just kind of do it and make it happen make those shots count practice with your bow constantly your guns whatever the case may be we're getting into those gun seasons now's those times muzzleloaders shotguns rifles whatever it is but make sure to get out there spend as much time as you can in woods um you know in the woods um the woods woods. uh make sure to spend as much time out there chase those big bucks man i mean then uh get them on the facebook page for outdoor drive we all want to see them make sure to tag us hashtag us whatever the case may be um and for everyone else thanks for taking the ride right here on the outdoor drive